What's up, friends? I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, the show where I chat with inspiring women about business, life's challenges, and building community, because we all need it. If you need a girl gang, this podcast is for you. It's time to stop trading time for money and start reaching more clients and making a bigger impact. And you can do that with online courses. Try Thinkific for free today. Thinkific.com slash DGG. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash D-G-G for 30 days free. Try it today. Girl Game Podcast listeners, this is a throwback episode. We reached back into the archives and pulled some of our all-time favorite episodes. There are four different clips from four different conversations. All the episode info is in the show notes for you to check out the full conversations. Enjoy! learning to navigate as a business owner period like what yeah. that looks like for me what my what skills and strengths I have that will help me in that area and what areas do I need to work on so that I don't slip in some areas too so right so time management the whole researching thing all of those things that is not um just you it's a common right. thread in many of us <laughs> Um, whether you have a, whether it's just like your job or your business, or maybe you're just dabbling in a side hustle or something, everybody that I've talked to has talked about time management and has talked about researching to the point of you really didn't get anything done. Mm -hmm. It's like you open Mm -hmm. Facebook or you open Instagram and you're like, I'm going to go reach out to some people or X, Y, Z, whatever actionable things are in your brain, but then you just scroll and Mm -hmm. double tap and (laughs) look at people's stories. And then you're like, oh, I worked my business. You did not work your business. So it took my husband to point that out to me because, you know, some of those late nights when I'm getting to bed at two, three o'clock in the morning, um, and then the next day, like he'll say something to me and I'm like, you know, do you, cause he'll say something about what time I went to sleep. And I'm like, I was working. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you questioning me? Blah, blah, blah. And he like, tell me what you did. And so as I think back on it, it, I would look at something on Facebook or look at something on Instagram. And before you know it, I'm just scrolling like and scrolling. An and, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And you're right. That like, no, you're not working your business. Don't no. even like no. nothing that you did brought you any money. Yeah. <laughs> business owners, you what? don't have the luxury of the mindless scrolling anymore. At it, all. If you are a business owner and you are using social media, Facebook, if you have a website, whatever, that's that's no longer a luxury. Now right. maybe if you take off on Sundays and you want to scroll, go for it. Right. But you have to be so intentional about mm-hmm. your time. And I'm not saying that because I've got it down. I'm saying uh-huh, that because uh-huh. that's what works when I do it. Uh-huh. Um, so I know what works for me. I know what systems I've put in place as far as like, okay, this is how I schedule things. This is how I plan this. What are some maybe tools or apps or whatever that you've used that have helped you, helped you be organized Make sure you get done those top priorities, like what needs to be done today, what needs to be done this week, um, and help you be so productive. What is what's helped you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not certain I'm there yet, <laughs> but let me tell you what, what I've been doing to work on it. 
So once I've realized how much time I'm spending on Instagram, I try to, because I also like my attention span is like an elementary schooler. Like Really? Oh yeah. I cannot. But I bet that's why you're so creative. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I don't know. I think so. (laughs) Because that's how my husband is. I can't. I cannot focus long at all. Um, So, uh, you know, hours later, I would find myself not even doing what I was supposed to be doing. So, um, but I I joined this this group called the Accountability Lounge. There's this girl named Karis who's an accountability coach um, for fashionpreneurs. And when I tell you she's dope, like she, she's like, okay, what do you want to accomplish this week? And (laughs) before I know it, like she's sending me little text messages, like looking for eyes, like with her eyes, like, uh. What you doing? Have have you know you're supposed to be doing like what what we doing? Yeah. Um. So she uh she hit me to Trello, which is what I use as like my now I well this month has been rough on doing it, but (laughs) I'll get into that in a second. But um I just put for the week like this is what I want to accomplish for the week or. Um, I, I'll have a monthly goal, have monthly goals, things I want to accomplish, but then from what I want to do monthly, then I'll break it down weekly. Okay. Right. This is what I want to accomplish. Um, and so that has been huge. It's just writing all that stuff out. And I try to, cause even like small things will pop up yeah. and I try to remember to just go on there and add those little small things, yeah. um, to, to, you know, at least make myself feel like, <laughs> yes. okay, I'm checking some stuff off. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have a business plan. Like that was not part of my thing. You know, my story is not, I had an idea and then I wrote it all down and I built a board of advisors and then I raised a bunch of money and I launched a business. That is just not my story. My story is I was doing something completely different. I was supporting my husband in seminary. He was, we were in Dallas at the time. Um, and originally when he even said, Hey, I think I'm going to go back to school. I want to do like counseling. Can you think you can provide for us? Do you think you can make enough money somehow? I don't even care what you do for us to live for a little while. I'm like, yes, I got this babe, you know? So from that moment though, I arrived in Dallas and like, didn't really know how school long school was. I was suddenly like, Oh, three years for me to fully support every our whole life right any vacations and mortgage and we had started a family by then I was I wasn't fully aware of what I had signed up for and um anyway so I was doing a lot of different things I loved to sell so I was selling makeup I was selling like I was doing marketing for a doctor and kind of selling his practice going driving around and giving out pamphlets and like Introducing other doctors, basically almost pharmaceutical sales, but for a human and a practice. Um, and then I was doing graphic design on the side and had started this kind of design business, which was my passion and my heartbeat. And the thing that actually ended up producing most amount of the income for our family, which was what is so cool too, right? I was doing all these other things just to try and help ends meet. But really, if I, as soon as I kind of weeded out those things and focused on my design and kind of logo business, started building websites. That was a new thing at the time. Um, that was what really took off. And so most of my time I was doing design and that was when I am a pen and paper person. And so I had made a little tiny notebook with my logo on it and took it to a logo client and said, you know, I'm just writing notes for what I'm going to design for her logo. And she said, 
okay, can we stop talking about my logo for just a minute? But when I'm done with the logo, when you're done, can I get these notebooks with my logo on them? And so that was kind of the first moment when I came home to my husband and I just said, Hey, I've got a, I've got an idea. I don't know if this will flush out or if more people would want these, but this person wants pricing for these notebooks. And he just said, this is, this is awesome. And as we were starting to think through family, you know, I mean, my logo, I was, I was, I'm only available X amount of hours during the day, right? Because your time is your time. And, you know, he, we were kind of like, well, what if, what if we put these online and people could buy them? Or you design it once and you sell 10,000. That's a scalable thing, right? Yeah. It's a product, not a service. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I kind of, that's how the very beginning, that's how it started. It's just I'm so curious. You said you made your first notebook. Like, did like literally like went to Hobby Lobby, got all the supplies. <laughs> totally. Yep. <laughs> I printed it out on, actually, I think I started with stickers. Like, I think I, like, Moo had just started. It was really revolutionary to to do a business card that was different, right? That wasn't, you have to print 2000 of one thing, right? And as a designer, I love to change my mind. And I like, I think whatever I designed last week is like old news. And so Moo had come around and you could get all these different business cards. And so I think they had launched stickers. And so I uploaded my logo to a sticker and put it on my notebook. And then it just progressed from there. So yeah, no, I printed out um, actually then put my logo on a design, like a striped pattern, mm-hmm. um, and printed it out on a piece of cardstock and folded yeah. it over and round cornered it and stapled it with those old school staplers that can go really far. So I just had made them very casually. Yeah. I love it. So for you, like as Micah, as a person, have you always been this kind of like do-it-yourself, go-getter person? Or did this kind of spark that in you once you were trying to provide? No, I've been like this. <laughs> like forever. Me, for sure. <laughs> um, it's kind of a, it's a blessing and a curse. Just like everything, right? Everyone's yeah. strengths have, um, I wouldn't even say a dark side, but just challenges <laughs> that come along, right? I don't, I don't have a deep dark side to <laughs> my craziness, but Um, yeah, I love to blaze, I love to blaze my own path and, um, that feels more comfortable to me than actually just doing the, like the typical thing, right? You know, even in school at A&M, you know, I was, I was a business minor and people were getting their suits ready for the career fair. And I'm like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's the, that's the thing that we have to do. Why don't we just go knock on doors or show up? And, you know, I just went a different route always. And so, um, I think the answer is, yeah, I guess I've probably always been like Since you've been doing this and working in so many different capacities, corporate and, you know, private and creative industry and things like that, how do you reinvent the wheel without reinventing the wheel? Yes. So that's a challenging part of, of all of this. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a mixture of, not necessarily creating the or recreating the wheel, but um, I I think the best way to describe it is um, like after I'm done with a, an event and I you know like either survey my 
attendees. Mm -hmm. I haven't done a ton with Heatherland events as mm -hmm. far as social events or social right. um, event planning, but but maybe the people you're that hired you exactly. Um, like I survey those um, those clients and those people, um, and a lot of um, the people that I've worked with over time, just getting feedback from them and seeing what I could um, you know kind of implement into my next event mm -hmm. and and knowing how I could how I could, um, give my audience the best possible experience and maybe what I missed on that last event. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the goal always is to kind of survey, get feedback, um, and then, you know, decide what the next event is going to be and what, mm -hmm. what I'm offering and what I'm hoping the attendee, the attendee is going to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to those people, I think that's super key. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to go back just for a second. So you okay. are, have been based out of Kansas City forever. And I just want, want to kind of figure out, like, you as a person. <laughs> and I think what's so interesting, you know, knowing you as a friend and kind of, you know, like, as a colleague, if you will, which is yes. weird as an entrepreneur to say, like, I have a colleague anyway. I think <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Um, but I think you are very extroverted. Yes. Very, very much so. Okay. Yes. Um, do you, are you like big into personality tests kind of thing? Not really. <laughs> Not really. No, I, okay. I am big into energy. Yes. So like when I, I feel like what I've always been told in my life is that my energy can light up a room. Mm -hmm. I feel energy of other people mm -hmm. and you know, I try and either, um, you know, meet the energy in the room and feel if I can kind of gradually make it a little bit higher or, you know, if it is really high, I excel yeah, very well. Yeah, you're just well. like, I'm here. Yeah, like, yes, this <laughs> is my, like, Fearless Conference was, like, all me. <laughs> like, I was walking down those hallways talking to everybody and all the yes. people, and it was great. So that's definitely where I thrive is in an energetic and thriving cool. environment, yeah. yes. That's me, too. I think <laughs> it's like if I worked, a, like, a traditional, like, office job with a cubicle, I would be the person walking around and be like, hey, Barb, what's up, Steven? Like, talking yes, to every yes. single person. <laughs> and they would be like, you're never at your desk. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. There's just so many people to talk to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me. Uh, That's me at my corporate job as well. Yeah. Like, I'm the – everyone's just yeah. like, hi, smiles. And I'm like, oh, my oh, gosh, yeah. people. I'm not always happy, but um, I, yeah. I try to be. Okay, so I want to talk about that. So you're you're super extroverted, and I think we both know being extroverts, we're always the host, we're always on, and that is exhausting. Yes. And and so very. <laughs> this was not on our questions, but I think how are you taking care of yourself? How are you recharging? What what does what fills you up? Like I was at an event yesterday. Um, and this was more of like a, a Christian focused thing, but still like amazing. I saw like 15 of our Dallas Girl Gang girls there. Yes. And I was like, this is great. Um, and it was all about a day to like fill yourself up because mm -hmm. we all do things, whether we're introverted, extroverted, we're doing things for other people at our job and our families and our lives. What are you doing as an extrovert to take care of yourself? Are there things that you've struggled with that you're trying to figure out? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. About the right about this time last year, I went through a major just 
overwhelming breakdown, mm. chaotic. I was just, there was way too much going on. Um, and just I didn't like know mentally, how to handle, yeah. yeah, I didn't know how to handle the workload. I just launched yeah. HLE. I still had, uh, you know, I still do to this day, have my corporate job, yeah. um, just a lot of demand. Um, over time I figured out how to, um, compress, uh, decompress, not compress, <laughs> decompress. I figured out that I need alone time. So my, on the weekends, um, I typically take a Saturday off and then I work on Sundays. Uh, but on my Saturdays, it, I will either have plans to do something with friends or I will stay in and I will, I will nap. I will recharge. Yes. Um, um, my mom is a masseuse, so I get lucky there, and she gives me massages when I am home. She doesn't live here, so it's not all the time, but that's, yes, get her number. Um, she does it out of the home. Uh, she really doesn't do like many clients anymore, but, um, so that's kind of my, like, I need to recharge. And I've realized, even though I'm an extrovert, Mm -hmm. I'm very much introverted and need my own time. Um, and if I don't get that in a week, you can tell because I'll, I'll be overwhelmed. So like when I'm traveling back to back on weekends, I really have to prepare myself Mm -hmm. for those trips. Um, when I know I'm not going to get a lot of downtime Mm -hmm. and I have to find other ways to get like, or I get like a 15 minute cat nap. Like I am a person who actually can revive myself by 15 minutes of sleep. And I, congratulations. (laughs) my dad is like, he will sleep right after work every day for like 15 to 20 minutes. And then he's back and he's there the rest of the night. Yes. He will, this is what he does. He goes into his office, <laughs> he gets a pillow, lays on the floor, Stop. and sleeps for like 20 minutes. He's fine. Oh, yeah. He'll, I'm like, my dad's watching the TV, he's but he's what? completely asleep for 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes of it. And then he wakes up and he's like, yeah, I'm like following along with the news. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's up the rest of the night and then he just goes to bed like a normal person, but he every day. And it's, we are the same person. I need my 15 yeah. to 20 minutes and I can recharge. you're a mom and you have kids and you're a wife and you are running a business and now you're opening like a second location and a restaurant. And, and so there's so many questions there. So let's just start here. You started this with a dream and a vision and it takes a lot of sacrifice before we started recording you. Um, you mentioned that. And so tell us to us about how you had this vision and, and wanted to start this. And then what were those things that you knew, like something had to give, you know, and let's just start there. Oh, that's a loaded question, girl. I know. <laughs> we could spend the whole podcast talking about that. Right. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for having me at that conference. I still get emails from that. That was really that's cool. Awesome. I've gotten a couple of really cool emails from people that just want to know more and said that, you know, they couldn't believe how much I opened up. <laughs> You know me. We need it more. Um, well, I think, you know, like you said, you see all the good stuff typically on, on social. And yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm in that camp too, but I think it's important to talk about everything because it's not right. all roses and nope. rainbows. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I mean, getting to Fleestyle was a long, it was a short journey in so many ways. And it was long in another because it was an organic business that grew out of a need. Um, yeah. It was something that I wanted as a shopper, as a consumer. And so I created it and I created it think in it by saying that for those that don't know the story, it was a one-time holiday market. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that's all it was going to be. 
Um, and maybe once a year, every year, but that was the intention. Um, and then, you know, over time, it's just really grown by continuing, continuing to organically grow it through things we think the community wants by listening and, and, you know, pivoting with them. Um, all that said, you know, 10 years in now this fall, we've grown to a place that we're, we're quite large, uh, not in staff, but in, in blueprint and footprint and what we're doing. And so there's constant, constant challenges and sacrifices, as you said, whether that be for my family, you know, time away from mommy, whether that be sacrifices for me personally, not seeing friends as much or traveling as much or having flexibility, um, financially. I mean, there's, there's sacrifices in all sorts of areas, but there's also like successes and victories and tiny victories that, you know, keep you going. Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag of emotions every day, especially as we're in this really big expansion growth period, the growing pains are so real right now. Um, but so are the successes and I don't know. I think the moral of the story is, is that you just have to know every day is going to have it's good and it's bad. And I just have to constantly weigh out what's worth it more. And right now the good outweighs the bad and it just keeps me going and keep my head down and working hard. So, there's, there's so many questions that I could ask you oh, <laughs> and, I know. I, and selfishly, I want to know for myself, but there's, there's gotta be a component of like, do you ever feel guilty for, oh, I haven't seen my best friend in a couple of months or like I've been gone three nights a week for two weeks and I have, you know, like with your kids or your family and things like that, when you know, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, it takes so much, especially when you are the leader and the visionary of it all. Like you're very key. You got, you have to be there. Um, yeah. So how, how do you deal with that? I know when you asked me when we were recording, if I was at the office, it's like, yeah, if you want to find me, you know where to come. This is, I live here. (laughs) You live Um, here. Yeah, there's, there is guilt. My guilt lies more with, I think the mom guilt thing, which if anyone's a mom, I think no matter if you work or don't like there's mom guilt in all decisions, whether it's, did I make the right decision on what they ate or, you know, for me, it's very (laughs) much so like more of my time. Um, but yeah, there's tons of that, um, outside of the mom guilt, I, I've really kind of shed any other guilt. Um, to be really honest, I don't, I don't struggle with that so much. I struggle more with like, just, am I doing the right thing for my kids, for me personally, for my marriage, for my friends? Like, is this, will I look back and say, I spent my time wisely? Um, where, you know, instead of maybe not working as much and being available more or spending more time with my friends or maybe less stressful, because we all know that stress leads to a lot of really bad things. Um, yeah. So I think more like that. And I ask myself that daily. That is a check-in I have every single morning over my cup of coffee and the like five minutes of peace I have before my kids wake up. And I mean that, like I literally do that check-in and more times than not, the answer is yes, this is still worth it. And I always tell myself the minute I say no and I say no a few times or enough, like I need to really think about that because I don't want life's too short and I don't want to look back yeah. and go, man, I should have just enjoyed it more, but I, I love what I do. And the, the struggle, sometimes I think they're so annoying or I'm frustrated. And honestly, a week later, I look back, I go, you know what? That was actually kind of fun. Cause I figured it out and I made this 
decision right. and I came out of it. And so I learned that perspective is everything. And I just have to keep pushing. 